Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, beautiful people? I am Matthew Bivens, and this is the Having It All podcast. Psych! (laughs) Not really, though, although I think I can mimic you pretty well. I think I know a lot of your speech patterns and your idiosyncrasies. I mean, after this long, I think I've got some of them. You've uh, you've got a little uh, talent at that. Like if there's a roast, you you do you do solid for certain people. people. Yes, and another time I would be on SNL for sure. But this is not about me. This is about Matthew Craig Bivens the host of Having It All podcast, amongst many other things. And he has allowed me today to take over hosting this show. So it's a, a non-hostile takeover. <laughs> and I get to interview you. Yeah. So this is fun. You had this idea, right? Or I think it's kind of a collaborative thing because I think we're playing to do this on my podcast as well, Balance and Motherhood. But I thought it would be fun for... Uh you to interview me on my show and me to interview you on your show. Cool. And I think it's super cool to do it as the first episode of the new season of having it all. You know, it's going to be the first episode of 2020. And uh, I don't know what you're about to ask me. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I am so excited right now. This is my Larry King moment. (laughs) I am. I need suspenders and the glasses. But I want to thank you, Matthew, for joining me today on the Having It All podcast. Oh, it is tremendous to be here. This is a beautiful setup that you have going mm-hmm. on. I feel warm and welcome. I have this miso soup in front of me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. rocking it. Yes, yes, indeed. It. Yes. It's like when uh, there are guest hosts on the night shows and stuff and all, yeah. that, all that fun stuff. Okay, but we're here. So do you have any announcements f- you know, for you to be host for a second? Do you have any announcements for your listeners or anything you need them to know? Nope, okay, not on cool. this one. Those right. will come in future episodes. All right, here we are. We're rolling. Let's do it. So, Matthew, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. I have an idea of some questions for you. And it's interesting because, yes, I know you, but I wanted to challenge myself and ask some questions that I don't exactly know the answers to. And I think it would be neat to just hear some of that perspective from you. And then I'm sure there's going to be some things that pop up organically and impromptu. So buckle in. Let's do it, sonny boy. So first thing... I want to know is let's talk about Matthew as a little kid. Okay. Let's let's go back and 
what did you love doing as a kid? How would you describe yourself as a kid? And I guess kid, I'm thinking, you know, elementary school time frame, maybe early middle school. I'm not talking about before you became a obnoxious adolescent teenager. <laughs> like that time frame, what were you into? What did you love? How would you describe you? How would someone else describe you? Um, a lot of energy. Uh, I loved I loved running around, playing outside. Grew up in California, so we were always doing stuff outside. We had great weather in Southern California. And even when I moved to to uh, to Georgia, near Atlanta, just always out in the woods, running, playing. Um, I was a I was a kid that just loved to play, loved to play games, you know, whether it was Monopoly or, or Capture the Flag or soccer. Um, I just always wanted to be playing stuff. So school was, was cool for me. The more play that was involved, the better. And sometimes like competition, like I vividly remember um, math classes where we would compete to do to solve problems like who could solve them the fastest. I enjoyed that stuff. So, yeah, I was just a very, very carefree kid. Very carefree kid. I, I can't remember anything um, from the first third of my life where I felt any sort of sadness, frustration, anything. It was just um, a lot of play, really carefree. I wanted for nothing. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I was just one of those kids. I loved playing soccer. That was my sport. So that was kind of like a backbone of all the activities I did. Always playing soccer and things like that. Yeah. I can see that. I can see just in your <clears throat> face, the way you described yourself a little bit. I can imagine that face right there. Snapshot is the same that it was 25 years ago. Yeah. When you see pictures of me when I'm, when I'm <laughs> like, like eyebrows raised, big white grin, big, big grins. Yeah. Like <laughs> big grins and always making like goofy faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always, a lot of times I was shirtless cause we were outside. So I was swimming and yeah, it was just, I don't know so like I had, how you are now. <laughs> <laughs> not in this moment, but yeah, I don't know. I just had a really, I had a really awesome childhood. My parents, um, I think were very intentional. Mm -hmm. on providing us with that sort of play environment yeah you very much have a lot of play to you and competitiveness but in a fun way I don't see you get kind of crazy like you wouldn't be the person to throw the monopoly board and curse everyone walk out of the room Nah, but I do I do get really amped you get excited you get you get in it I've seen you in that space I just yeah I love I love to play Mm -hmm. I do you know, so there's a lot of things that I've designed in my life today that really suit that. Yeah. And, you know, I I feel like there's there's room for more of it. We talked about this, you know, with our community here in Atlanta. I was like, yeah, we need to be doing more fun stuff together, mm-hmm. you know, because it's always about like, you know, personal growth and how can we, you know, hold each other accountable. But like, I want to play and do fun stuff. So still today, I'm looking to inject more playfulness. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's why I love having a little three-year-old mm-hmm. you know she's at like the perfect age to to really embrace all she wants to do is play mm-hmm. so this morning she's like daddy be a horse <laughs> i was doing push-ups and she jumped on my back she's like you're a horse now and it's like all right let's play yeah i guess i didn't do if i were a true guest host i would have been like matthew you're a podcaster you're a coach you're a father you're a husband these are all the things that you're up to I'm harnessing my inner Larry King right now. I'm like pointing at you and I'm kind of like slouching a little bit. And anyway, but yeah, you wear a lot of hats and I see play show up in all of them. You know, you, you find a way to make it as such. What did you love about growing up in California? Um, 
I think hindsight provides me with a lot. When I was in California, you know, I grew up in a town called Del Mar. It was a small town on the beach. And it just, I don't know, it was just kind of like growing up in this little, just little bubble, I guess. Um, like one of the big contrasts that I experienced when I, when I moved to Atlanta within a couple of months of living here, I had kids coming up to me and asking me, what are you? And they're referring to my skin color. Wow. And so that threw me because I never had been asked that question before. So <clears throat> I think it kind of was like I got exposed real quick that, well, you know, people aren't, aren't, uh, that like, just I felt accepted. And again, that's where the hindsight, because when I was young in California, I didn't necessarily know that I was being accepted or whatever. Right, right. But when I got out of that, I, I kind of got, you know, jarred. So looking back, the things that I loved, it was a laid back vibe. Again, it was a beach town. There's just something about a town on a beach. I think people just end up being a little more laid back. Um, it was very outdoor culture. You know, it was 75 degrees all year long. So we were always doing stuff outdoors. I love being outside even today. I love, I love being outside. Um, and it's very active. You know, we were always like doing stuff. Um, it was also a different time. It was like the 80s and 90s. And, you know, there wasn't all the stuff that we have today, mm -hmm. which it's funny as adults now are trying to like separate ourselves from the screens and the TV and social media. Like, I've been off social media for a month. I didn't have to think about that as a young one. But isn't so. it funny? That's a thing now to be in the practice and awareness of, like, I was off social media for a month. I know. You know like, that's what we need to work on now rather than, you know, when it was starting and it was coming in, the excitement of it and the diving into it. Like, we're now oh, yeah, in stage so where we're pulling back to be like, I've cut back from this stuff. Yay me, you know? It's mm -hmm. pretty fascinating. Yeah, so those are things that I, I dug about California. Okay. And I still enjoy it about them, about that, that place. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the first time that you can remember being in actual big time trouble? Oh, um, I told my sister to, what did I tell her? The, I want to keep this as a, as a PG show. But, oh, you uh, do? Okay. It was, no, but it was the <laughs> D word referencing the human body part. Okay. I don't know what I said around that, but I used that word. And so what happened was, she, um, we were at our house. We had a sliding glass door, and I was outside, and she locked the door. Okay. So and you... and then mocked and taunted me from okay. the other side. So I shouted a you know a curse word phrase okay. at her, and her eyes just got big. <laughs> her eyes got real big, and she ran inside the house. Mom. 
and she went and got my dad. Oh, dad. Okay. Oh yeah. No, and my, my dad came out and um, was not thrilled with me, mm. and so that was the first time I can remember getting in some some trouble. Okay. Um, for saying something that I. I had heard it you somewhere. Probably just heard, yeah. Yeah, like I remember my buddies and I used to watch all these like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies when we were young, and we shouldn't have been watching those movies. There was no. all sorts of stuff in it that. Yeah. Uh, I, the movie, one of the movies was Commando. I just remember that being the first. Like there was a lot of firsts for me watching Commando. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I probably repeated something I saw in a movie. Sure. And yeah. Got in trouble. You did not give me the heads up that this was going to be PG. I'm a loose cannon here, Bivens. This is, I mean, you you bring me on having it all to host it. <laughs> Come on. I got to scratch off half my questions now. Uh, well, I'm just kidding. It doesn't we can't. Have to we can. <clears throat> if it is your preference, we can keep it PG. That is fine. I will honor and respect your space. Appreciate what was the punishment? What did you have to do? I don't remember. Okay. So I guess it's just you remember the impact of being in trouble, not necessarily. Yeah. yeah like when what I was, was real. What was punishment, quote unquote, in your house? How would people be disciplined in your house? Um, When we were younger, we got spanked. I only remember getting spanked like once or twice. Mm-hmm. And then we got things taken away from us mm. and we got grounded. And let me tell you from like, <laughs> I stayed grounded from middle school <laughs> through high school. <laughs> You were hashtag grounded before hashtag the time. was a thing. All the time, man. All the time. And I think that was a product of by the time I got older, my parents said divorced. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was like what my mom would just oh. get away from me, go, and Be you can't do this. else. So I had a lot of things I couldn't end up doing, like a soccer tournament that, that she's like, you aren't going to that. Oh. What? Yeah. Or... uh you know, going out with my buddies, you aren't going to Six Flags. What? Or mm. you can't go outside and, you know, play in the neighbor- with the neighborhood kids. What? Okay. And uh, so grounding was big for me. And then, yeah, I was, I was younger. There's probably some form of that. Okay. Who's someone that you looked up to as a kid besides your parents? Let's just say all our parents are awesome. They're given. But outside Ooh. of, say, your parents or your family even, who's someone you looked up to? Um. You know, I'm sure I had like fictional role models or sports role models because, again, I was big into sports. Um, none of them come to mind like per se. I remember that my 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 best friend, his name was Alex and his dad. I always thought his dad was so cool. His dad's name was Peter. And, you know, they had a, a really interesting house. He had dinosaur fossils in his house. Hmm. He had found like a megalodon tooth, and he had the tooth, you know. And I was, and I, he just had really cool stuff. Um, he was a very nice guy. I was over there all the time, and he was just nothing but, but you know, kind to me and generous. And um, I remember he, I thought he had a cool job. He was a fisherman, and so he would go on these like fishing expeditions, which I imagine have now turned into Discovery Channel TV shows. Yeah, like, right. I, that's what I, that's what I imagine he did. But yeah, he would go to Alaska and then come back and then, you know, we would have this amazing salmon that we would eat. And he just always had interesting stories and interesting things. And I just thought he was an interesting dude. Mm. And um, I saw him all the time. So he was somebody that uh, I I enjoyed his energy. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to switch it up here. And we're not necessarily going in the chronological story of your life. I'm just going to like, this is jazz, baby. This is like, bing, ba, boo, ba, skibidi, ba. Michael Scott over here. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, this is a, a gear shift. When was the last time that you cried and why? Um, I cried two days ago. We were watching the movie Descendants 
and there's the actor um, who died. He transitioned. Cameron Boyce. Cameron Boyce. And, you know, we had been watching those movies with Maya. And so, you know, there was, so we kind of would like, who are these kids? Right. You naturally, you look into the things your yeah. child likes and, and is excited about. He was also in another show that Maya liked. Oh, and, Jesse. And and I I felt there was physical similarities between us. Like he's mixed. And so there was certain like facial things that he would make. And there's so, so there was like this, I was just curious about him and his background and, and all that. Um, and just watching him on those shows and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, he was just a, a, a like a fun loving kid. Honestly, I think it reminded me of myself, very playful, loved people. And, um, and yeah, and, and he, he transitioned last year very suddenly. And it was really interesting because you and I both commented on this. We like, we cried a lot and yeah. it was like, this isn't our child. This is, we had never met this person, but for whatever reason, I, I still can't really explain it. There was something about that young man, um, that, that touched us. And then the transition touched us. So we were watching descendants the other day and it was the end of the movie and it was a dance scene. And I was just focused on him, just watching him dance. And mm -hmm. it just kind of hit my heart. Like, man, this dude's gifts, you know, yeah. and, and just the love that, uh, that that he had and he poured into others mm -hmm. and um yeah i cried yeah i i have too felt much emotion around that and i appreciate you sharing that and because we did something earlier today where we were in a conversation a podcast interview talking about crying and talking about mm -hmm. expressing emotion as a man and for maya to see you do that and i just i i love that that you we, I feel, have a very healthy relationship to allowing emotions to flow and, and how just that whole thing in of itself. And then also the specifics of the the nature of the emotion in the conversation. I've deeply felt that too. I, yeah, and not really being able to explain it. And I think I'm, I'm slowly letting go of needing to explain it because, you know, there's so much about celebrity and, and, and even now someone doesn't need to necessarily be a celebrity. Like it could be an Instagram influencer or something. We feel like we know people's lives or like we know them. Um, but something about this just very deeply hit me as well. And I, I think it speaks to everything you said about the vibrance and the raw magnanimous talent and joy that it looked like it was carried with and in this very loving way. So I, I totally get you there and, and have felt that as well. And I did not know that there was that thing. You kind of saw some of yourself in that. It makes a lot of sense, but I guess we just hadn't talked about that. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Uh, one other thing I want to throw in there, you know, you said the mixed identity and, you know, you talked about a few minutes ago, someone asking, you know, what are you? Uh, what were you watching with Maya the other day? And someone, and she commented that someone looked just like you or she thought someone oh, was you or something. We were watching um, Little Mermaid. They did a live performance. Yeah. So it was Little Mermaid live. And Shaggy, the artist Shaggy plays Sebastian, the crab. And so when we were watching it, Maya said, uh, so she said like, Daddy, you look like Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> because I'm always singing. I'm always like, the seaweed is always greener. <laughs> I sing that all the time. And so when she saw Shaggy up there in his red, you know, looking like... Leather. Yeah. 
and uh and you know like a thriller jacket up there and um she said daddy you look like you look like sebastian can you give us your best shaggy i don't know how to do a shaggy oh okay you give me you do a shaggy and then i'll do it after you because how are you gonna do that how are you gonna do that um because what is his accent i don't know what his accent is he's he's island um, i'm just i'll just do sebastian all right well you can just do sebastian yeah that's 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 the only that's i won't even try to do a shaggy okay all right okay so we're done with that we're done that's oh yeah okay (laughs) i already did sebastian all right fine 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 moving (laughs) well the only of course the only (laughs) shaggy song that comes in my mind right now is like it wasn't me but that most of that song isn't him it's the other guy so when he's like uh can I do it in the shower? But again, that's not him. That's not Shaggy. Me. That's the other guy. Yeah. So he's got another song. He's like, um, uh, love me, love me, love me, sex machine. Like, oh, yeah. Mr. Lover. Mr. Bombastic. Mr. Bombastic. Yeah. That's, that's him, right? Bastic. Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> this is a great segue uh, if funny. you weren't doing what you're doing right now professionally what would you be doing i have no idea clearly not being a shaggy impersonator yeah i have, I have no clue oh come on what would you be doing if you were uh, doing this something like a another interest or who knows maybe you know nothing about this thing but you just think that'd be cool um a food critic that's this okay. muffin tastes bad the, office fans the office out there references um Okay, so you know people, people will say things like, "Oh, you know, I would I would be an astronaut," okay. as if it was something that is, is easy so? to, to to be. So we've been watching a lot of this documentary series on the Disney Imagineers. Oh, okay. And yes. when I, I we've watched like four hours of this series, and everything that those men and women work on, from the people who are like painting the pumpkin to the people who are figuring out how to build the hydraulics yeah. for the star tours crazy like they just all across the board exude this this excitement this passion this childlike joy for their work and that is so cool to me mm-hmm. plus you know every time they're being interviewed they're sitting in the disney park and right. they probably have lifetime access to yeah. every park and you live in orlando and yeah so yeah. i you know would i be doing that i don't know but would it be really cool heck yeah cool. that would be awesome that's answer that's the exact yeah. purpose of this question i can't believe you're like no nah, i don't know i think if i answered another way as well um i loved coaching youth soccer mm. and the idea of being like a high school sports coach there's just something about that like working with with young men young women in those years that are you know where they really remember that powerful influence sure. in their life um when I did that a couple of years ago, it was I got so much joy out of it, and you know I didn't have we we didn't have a, a kid, and uh, I didn't yeah. know any of those kids. Yeah. I just was like I just felt inspired to go coach. So something around that, coaching, working with people, um, and so I think both of those the the Disney Imagineering route really taps into that creative side of me because mm-hmm. I love to create. I love art. I love you know, taking a vision and making it work. And I love problem solving. Mm-hmm. So I think that captures that side. And then the youth coaching is I just love coaching mm-hmm. and I love, you know, helping people to set their sights on something and work towards it. So mm-hmm. I think 
those would be some great ones. I don't know if you've shared this on the show. You probably have, but that you were quite a little sneakerhead back in the day. Yeah. What did you used to do with those sneakers? Uh, so I used to buy them and wear them. And, uh, <laughs> yes. I in addition. Nike sneakers and Jordans. I still do. I still, I still do. I'm trying to get specifically at the creative piece because you said. Oh, okay. So I used to customize them. So yeah. I would buy them and then um, it started with me painting them. So, for example, I would buy a pair that were like black and gray and I would paint them black and red. Right. It was pretty basic stuff. Um, and then I started to get a little bit more artistic with it. There's a pair in our playroom, my Star Wars sneakers that I painted like Death Star and Darth Vader. Um, and then there's a pair that I got real Frankenstein on that I took them apart. Mm. I took the tongue out. I took the tags off. I re-sewed everything. I put everything back on. Um, that was a lot of fun for me. And, and I remember those weekends. This was uh, during college, right after college. I would just spend the entire weekend. I would put something on my computer to watch or listen to. I would have like my food next to me and I would have all my equipment. And I would just, it would be, you know, 18 hours of it. You sold going. some of them too, right? Yeah. Or some would people would them. send you there as you do it and then and yeah. would, they would pay you for like the painting yep. of them. Yep. Yep. That's pretty cool. It was very cool. Uh, and I totally thought I'm going to make this a business and all that stuff. Mm. But uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun for me. And, and just to have a pair of sneakers that was one of a kind because nobody painted it the way that I did, you know, mm -hmm. was it was a cool feeling. What's a funny not super serious phobia or fear that you have uh i i don't like heights but it's a certain level of heights for example like i went skydiving and that was awesome mm -hmm. that was awesome um but when i hung up my our halloween lights on the tree outside and i had to stand on like a 10-foot ladder i'm like yo this la I'm, about to, I'm about to die <laughs> <laughs> and when i climb on the roof to hang the big spider web and i look over the edge it's Oof. like a 25 foot drop like my stomach falls to my butt it just <laughs> those types of heights like they get me um i also don't like snakes mm. i love animals i love animals and like i think snakes are awesome but away from you away from me and the only, the reason it sounds stupid it's like if a snake is coming at you you can't tell how fast it's coming because it doesn't have legs. <laughs> so what I mean, like if, if like a panther was riding, running at me, I could see its feet and I could know like this panther's about to get on me in two seconds. Uh -huh. But a snake just like it just slithers and all of a sudden it's it's 10 feet across the room. What is that? It, I don't know. That just that movement. Yeah. You know, and I've come across snakes in my runs like through the woods and stuff. And I've picked up snakes and I've grabbed them with sticks. But none of them ever come at me. And so if they ever come at me, you might see a different side of me. Okay. <laughs> like, I might abandon you and Maya and run up a tree. <laughs> so, I d yeah. But again, I love animals. So, I mean, like, if I had to be Indiana Jones in a pit of snakes for, you know, the better of humanity, I'd do it. Why did it have to be snakes? Yeah, right. So, what's a superpower <laughs> that you want? Uh, I've always wanted to fly. Okay. I just think that would be incredible. Maybe that would take care of your heights thing. Maybe. Because you'd know you could fly i guess so oh yeah so if i <laughs> fell i could just fly um i've always wanted to fly and then there's a movie i don't know what it's called it's got um anakin skywalker hayden christensen in it jumper and, okay and he could like jump okay jumper so he could like teleport in his places mm -hmm. kind of like harry potter Have yeah they, yeah what is that called uh 
apparatus? Apparate. Yeah. I think so. Oh, man. Every Harry Potter lover. Oh, that sucks because we're such Harry Potter fans. I can't remember. But, you know, J.K. Rowling made up words, so I can't remember a made up word. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like Anakin just jumping from poop, 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 poop. It's not Anakin. That's what you're calling him. That's how I know him, Anakin. I remember sitting in traffic driving home from like Gainesville to Atlanta five hours and I just wish that I could leap to the furthest point that I could see gotcha. and I'd be like I'd be home in 10 minutes if I could just leap 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 so I guess uh yeah that would be a cool power flying would be a cool power I'm sure there's some more noble power that I'll think of after we hang up that I'm like man that would have really made people think that I was a man of high character if I said this <laughs> <laughs> but right now I just want to fly okay uh pet peeves let's talk like silly and let's talk more actual you know really irritates you so like on a silly level what's a pet peeve of yours oh, these are rough because i'm sure one of them has to do with me <laughs> all right let's do this oh man it's um, not typical that the guest insults the host of a show it wasn't but an insult let's uh uh okay so what's a pet peeve of mine and i'm fine um, do it okay all right well we'll do this so when we're on the couch or we're in bed, all of a sudden I'll start feeling the vet or the couch vibrate. Like someone's like moving me and shaking me and I look over and you got your finger in your ear because you have inner ear itch. And you talked about this on your podcast and we talked about it on ours. Sarah's got this inner ear itch that happened right after Maya was born and it hasn't gone away three and a half years. And so you like, you, you dig in there and you scratch that itch. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but when I feel my body being like moved, maybe that's it. Maybe like I don't like other people. Involuntary movement of your body yeah. by someone else. Like I remember when I was little, I didn't like people picking me up. Oh. And I didn't like people touching my head. Hmm. And so maybe that has something to do with it. Like, no, listen, if I'm going to vibrate my body, I'm going to do the <laughs> vibrating. You aren't going vib- <laughs> to vibrate me. So okay, yeah. So that could be a, that's a that's a pretty specific. Peeve. Not to discredit it, I get it and I hear you. Uh, but well, I'm the only one that exam- does that. Uh, no. So like, okay. I remember in high school, somebody would have their foot on like the bottom of my okay, desk so and they'd be shaking. Sh- it. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, I, I feel done. like I have an understanding of that. that Anything that else you want to throw in so there? Much. Um. No, I don't know. Like, I mean, pet peeves are just what things that like annoy you. Yeah, irritate you, annoy you, like. Ugh. Uh, I mean, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so let's go to the bigger fish okay. then of 
the things that hit on you that you have to like woosaw work on yourself not punch a hole in a wall because like those are all like because it hits on like your values or what are some of those bigger things i was about to say because you know you and i are are balanced lifestyle coaches and we do these things with clients and we do these things in ourselves so the things that really will set me off have to do with values being violated in right. some way. And I think that is for everyone. It's just not everyone true, true, true. describing it that way. But yeah, you know, it's just like you would ask them, like, what bothers you? What are the things that really poke you, push your buttons? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think when a person is quick to uh, dodge responsibility, um, blame somebody else for something that's that's going on with them, um, and is and is very adamant in their defense. Sometimes, depending on what it is, that can really not trigger me, but like I can have I can want to have a long conversation with them. You know what I mean? Um, that's happened with family, you know, and and it's happened with friends. Um, but it's just it's I don't know. I think it's just I think it goes with like the type of perspective that I have that we are all masters of of our worlds and what we want to ultimately create and experience and we have the the paint brushes and the paints and the canvas and it's up to us to paint whatever we want and so you know when, when i experience folks who will just discard that and then you know be mad at me for something or be frustrated at, at something else you know I, I just i see the power loss and that that does something to me because um, I know what that's like, because that was me for a while. I think that's part of why it probably triggers me, because that was me for a long, long time. Mm. Long, long, long time. Just blaming others, being frustrated at others. Why didn't you do this, mom and dad? Why didn't you push me more? Why didn't you make me do it? Why didn't you, you know, all of that. Um, so when I when I see that coming up in other people, it, it hits on something. Mm-hmm. If you could, Anakin Jumper whatever that thing is you just described right now, push a button and travel to anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Right now? Mm-hmm. Somewhere warm because my hands are cold. We're doing this fast and I'm uh, always cold on my fast days. So yep. I'm trying to go somewhere tropical. The outer extremities feel uh, it most. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I were to be able to go somewhere right now, like by myself with you and Maya? By yourself. Oh, by myself? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, then I want somewhere that has a beautiful view. That I could just like sit back. Okay, I went to. This isn't gonna be this most romantic one, but um, I went to a cabin in North Georgia mountains about five or six, seven years ago, and it had this amazing rooftop patio, and it didn't have a hot tub up there, but I'm putting a hot tub up there for my my fantasy. So it's a it's a rooftop hot tub in the middle of the woods where I'm above the the canopy, and I can just see the mountains and the trees and all that. And I can see storms in the distance and stars at night. But I'm sitting in a hot tub because, again, I'm cold. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's where I'd like to go. Gotcha. Could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of places that yeah. could give you that. All right. What's a moment in your coaching over the past couple of years moving into coaching? What's a moment where you had – it doesn't have to be the first one, but – if you can think of a moment of like confirmation and validation of yes, you know, yes, I'm on path. Yes. This is, you know, cause, cause you've had an evolution, you know, coming from, 
you were a psychology major and then you went into mm-hmm. a, a marketing uh, graduate degree and then you had a job at a startup where you were a marketing manager and more marketing jobs and then uh, shifting into what you're doing now. I'm sure there was some questioning or some not necessarily doubt and maybe there was but if not doubt you know just just waiting for those confirmations right waiting for those yeah. those signs along the highway that you're on the right road and what what's something that comes up for you when you think about that so uh one of the big ones and this this gentleman has been on the podcast at least once maybe twice um he's not a coaching client of mine but i've absolutely coached him his name is robert and uh, Robert has, I've known Robert for about three years, and we met through the Your Day Balance Game community, and I got a chance to work with Robert when I took over play camp, and he started coming to my Tuesday play camps. And I've been working with Robert, I, w- I want to say it's about three years. And over the course of those three years, Robert's lost close to 100 pounds. Yeah. And... It is due to a lot of things, but I know that the work that we've done has been huge. And it's not the physical weight that that really connects with me. It's that in order for him to lose that physical weight, he had to release some emotional weight. And Robert has come up to me and on several occasions just said, you've transformed my life. You know, like you've greatly impacted my life. And what I've seen with Robert is <clears throat> I've, I've seen his physical body shift. Um, I've seen his emotional self just shift. I've seen him and the impact he's had as a father. You know, he's got three kids. And, I, and I've seen and watched and heard um, just how his relationship with his, his girls has shifted. And I've watched how this man has really stepped powerfully into the role of man, king, leader, father, husband, and it's been so incredible. And uh, it's been cool to that, you know, his wife now comes to play camp too. You know what I mean? She didn't come initially. It was it was mostly him. And his daughters have come through. And it's just been uh, a really beautiful experience for me to, you know, share some of the things that I've learned, you know, hold him accountable in different areas, be there to support and all these things. And He's older than me, right? Like Robert's, I don't know, 15 years older than me. He's got teenage daughters. Daughters going into college. So there was definitely this part of me that had doubts as to who I would be able to impact, how I would be able to impact them. Would I be able to create a life around doing the work that I love to do? Um, And so, you know, Robert sharing his magical moments with me and sharing those affirmations, uh, those deposits went a really, really long way. And he's a father of, of girls, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there was a, a connection point there as well. Um, you know, being that I'm a father of a little girl and just, so just to see that, that King lead his family powerfully and see the growth and, and transformation that's happened in him again, physically and in all the other ways that has been just an amazing, um, experience in coaching. Mm. So I'm stealing this from another, podcast that I listened to recently a short story long with cool. drama from Rob Deerdick world um, his first name is Chris Chris yeah okay yeah so I listened to one of his episodes and apparently he asks this in every episode and I did not know that but I thought it was cool so there's a time machine 
you can hit the button, go back in time to any moment or time period and tell yourself something where, what's the, the time? What is it? And what would you tell yourself? Oh, great question. I'm like, man, why didn't you ask me this beforehand? Because. <laughs> I got to stall. Um, so there's a couple of moments that stand out in my memory. You know, the moment when the kid asked me, what what are you? Mm. I think there was a moment that I started to question my own worth. Um, there's a few other moments like that. But when would I go back? You know, I remember as a kid when I would feel really down and low, um, I would keep everything inside and I wouldn't share and my mom would always try to pry it out of me in however way. So I think if I could go back, I would go back to one of those moments where I'd be sitting in my room doing my own thing. My mom is there being like, hey, is everything okay, Matthew? Is everything okay? And inside I'm screaming, no, no, it's not. This is what I'm feeling. No, it's not. But on the outside I'm lying and saying, yeah, I'm fine. I would go back to one of those moments and just like, you know, spiritually energetically put my hand on on my own shoulder mm. and just be like dude it's okay mm-hmm. like it's okay like what you're feeling is okay and you can you you know it is safe for you to share that mm-hmm. it's okay because i never shared i never shared with my mom or my dad never and i think as that momentum started to build and things started to move in the direction of me not sharing and me internalizing it just grew and it got harder and harder to share and then that led into friendships and me not being honest with friends and then that led into relationships and me not being honest with my partners and then that led in you know what I mean and so I would go back to one of those early early moments where I started to move in that direction of internalizing out of pride or ego or fear or whatever and just be like dude Mm-hmm. You can share. Mm-hmm. I love that. So your show is having it all. Mm-hmm. You're kind of about that whole thing mm-hmm. and all being abundant, loving life. And I believe you are of this mindset, but you can clarify and that'll help me with my asking of my question. But that that idea of having it all in success for a person can evolve and shift and change. So for you, and you're nodding your head in affirmative, so yeah. I'll, I'll roll with this. What for you right now is that? Because I'm sure it's different from when you started the show and you asked guests this question. I remember mm-hmm. when you were doing interviews at the beginning of the show. And so for you right now in this season, you know, however you want to look at what this season, it's the fifth season of the show. <laughs> it's a new year. It's, what is success and or having it all for you right now? It is me being able to answer clearly, powerfully, the the answer yes to the question, am I loving who I'm becoming? Mm. And uh, my coach, Day, asked that to me about a month or two ago. Um, I was going through some, some stuff and just needed some perspective and um, we were talking about my number one value of integrity. And, you know, he asked me, do you love who you're becoming, who you're becoming? You know, do you feel like you are becoming the man that you want to be? And um, 
answering that question was tough because in some ways I, I said no. Um, so for me, having it all and, and really bigger than that success is, is truly loving the man and the person that I'm becoming. Mm. And who I'm becoming is a result of the decisions I'm making. And those decisions are a result of, you know, my thoughts and my thinking and thought patterns and beliefs and all of that stuff. So um, loving who I'm becoming. And hey, that happens to be my word for the year is love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm playing for that 500 level love and uh, just and I've been it's you know we're 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 one week into the new year and it's been really cool how I've been able to bring that up in the midst of stuff happening. Am I, am I being love right now? Am I loving who I'm being? No. Okay, cool. What do I need to do to shift that? So that's how I would, I would answer that question. Like, are you loving, truly loving who you're becoming? Mm. And to have those questions for yourself to ask, like what you just asked, it's a pretty simple gauge, right? that you get to check in with yourself on. And I think all of us could use versions of that to help when we're in little quagmires or the stuff comes up, something that you can go to to ask yourself to at least give you a read on where you're going, what direction you're in, and how do you get back then if you're not. Mm -hmm. So I love that you have that as a tool to kind of pull out for yourself and, you know, be in that that energy and alignment of success and allness for you. So I th- think that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that tool works really well and sometimes it doesn't. Right. I guess depending on the state you're in. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'm in such a funk that I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> right. I'm feeling this way. Well, that's when you can have people to remind you people. Yeah. And what I found recently is that getting in some sort of action help has been helpful. Mm. Like, let me do something healthy and empowering. Yeah. Even if it's, if it's just let me go cut my hair, yeah, or, you know, let me put on deodorant, yeah, let me do something <laughs> that's like moving in the direction of the stuff that I that I really want, you know what I mean? That yeah. like that 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 I enjoy the experience of. Um, so yeah, sometimes certain tools work and certain and others don't, and that's why for me I like to always have a toolbox with variety. Yeah, it's like today I'm about to use the hammer, tomorrow I'm going to use the screwdriver. I got to use a saw. Because of this stuff that I'm working on right now is really hard, and I need to use a staple gun one day. It's like I'm happy that I have those variety of tools that I've um, cultivated and practiced, and mm-hmm. that they're all there. Mm-hmm. Final question, Ooh, Matthew. Yes. Ending it, ending it on a playful note and fun note, in the spirit of you, basically who you've been <laughs> and who you are, you've always been. Uh, what's the mo- what's the most recent really big laugh that you've had recently and what was what was it over what was it about a uh, big laugh like a big stomach side stitch puller knee slapper um i think you and i have been we were watching snl mm. and what was the skit was it the uh uh kate what's Oh my gosh! What's Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Was it those? The, I think so. The alien abduction. <laughs> the alien stuff? ones. Yeah, like the last time I remember laughing so hard that you know I busted my gut was uh, <clears throat> was was hanging out with you on the couch, and we were just having one of those like real chill, just like evenings in. Yeah, we we're watching SNL and um, just laughing our butts off, and 
we were watching i forgot who the hosts were but i think it was the kate mckinnon episode mm-hmm. where they all get abducted by aliens and just laughing just laughing yeah um that was a big one i had really great laughs with maya recently too where she's just asked questions like she's been doing things that make me laugh out loud <laughs> uh-huh which is so awesome um, i don't remember what it was but uh yeah i do remember a couple of days ago her we were just i think we had some solo time and she did or said something and i just busted out laughing at her Mm -hmm. yeah what about you what was your last big laugh uh probably maya related as well her just like idiosyncrasies and just this this humanness coming out of her like sometimes when you tell her something or she asks something she'll go yeah she does that i look at her like what how old are you kid yeah (laughs) uh and then what did I tell you she said to me the other night? It was literally like last night when we were making the bed. I said something that she. I don't know. We did. always have it does, a Maya But thing. anyway, that Maya stuff has definitely made me laugh recently. And uh, yeah, the the SNL like going down the YouTube rabbit hole of watching funny things. We used to do that with meme tweets. We used to end up watching like uh, yeah. five meme tweet meme videos. Tweets. Those are but, freaking hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. <sighs> cool. Well, thank you. Matthew, for allowing me to come here in this space, ask you some questions. This is awesome. How'd I do? Oh, I mean, you're you 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 rock interviews like crazy. <laughs> you're the one who hosts all the doing it at home interviews. I'm well, just I'm your co-host. This so is yeah, different. And you know fun. how to do, you do this stuff really well. And I thank you. And it'd be cool to do something like this again in the future. And so for you listeners, if there's something we didn't go into or you want to know more about, I'm sure Matthew would be open to a uh, follow up to this or answering any of your questions about his life and things like that. So hit him up. Go to MatthewBivens.com and check him out there. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Hello. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, <laughs> drop a review. And of course, like I said, MatthewBivens.com to learn more about him, his coaching, the show, etc., etc. Uh, thank you so much again, Matthew. I'm Sarah Bivens, and here's to you having it all. I love you. I love you. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.